You're listening to the Asking for a Friend podcast, an elder-led ministry of Believers Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and knowledge of God's people. My name is Jason Rowland, and I am one of the elders of Believers Baptist Church. And on the podcast with me today is another one of our elders, Philip Castleton. We want to thank everyone who is listening, wherever you may be, and whoever you may be. May the Lord bless this podcast to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth. Philip, we are doing a series of podcasts this month, in the month of June of 2021, Um, from the Beatitudes out of the Sermon on the Mount. The question that we've come to is the third Beatitude. Who are the meek, and why do they inherit the earth? So the text is Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So we need to figure out again what Jesus is saying, and how does that relate to this idea of inheriting the earth. So the word meek, our typical understanding of it in our culture would be something um, akin to um, being uh, one without uh, courage or just uh, really mild and um, easily taken advantage of. Wouldn't you say that would be right? Yeah, weakness is often confused. Timidity, mm-hmm. um, right? Those kind of things. Um, yeah, cowardice or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and what's interesting is I don't think this word is speaking to that or even personality. You know, like a person who's withdrawn or 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 More something quiet, melancholy. Subdued. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with any of those things. It actually um, uh, speaks to something. Uh, actually, I think it speaks to strength. Which is just the opposite. Right. It just speaks to it a strength that has um, that is um, regulated or under control. Right. In, in fact, that's the the idea in Greek. The word in Greek is the idea of being gentle of spirit, or we might say humility. Mm-hmm. But gentle of spirit, under um, control or under the. Um, Ability to show strength. Yeah, like the taming of a horse, a wild horse or something, right? So you, right. you've got, um, he's no less strong uh, than he was before. Right. But but his strength has been harnessed. Yes. And it's under, it's under control. Um, so there are a couple of texts that maybe we could go to out of the book of James that would give some helpful thought about the word. For example, in James chapter 1, verse 21, Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So receive with humility, uh, under control. Mm-hmm. Receive the word implanted to um, the work of God in your life. Um, chapter 3 um, of James, verse 13, might be a good verse that would... Uh, speak to this as well. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. So again, gentleness or humility, meekness and humility toward God, uh, toward others. It's having the right or the power to do something and then choosing 
not to do something. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 certainly not weakness. It's 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 strength under control. Right. Right. So um, it's self control, but that's governed rightly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that that being said, it's. Um, yeah, I, I think that makes exactly sense. It, it's, meekness is not just strength that has the power to act that doesn't act. I think that's the manifestation of meekness. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So rather than a, a definition, that would be a good manifestation. What, how do you know when you've seen weakness, meekness? Well, when you've seen somebody who has the power to act in a way, but govern themselves in such a way that they don't. Right. Yes. yes. I think that's a, a manifestation of meekness. Okay. That would make sense. That yes. makes sense. Yes, yes. So the 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 verse Matthew five five is um, the beatitudes uh, one of the beatitudes that Jesus uses in the Sermon on the Mount. But I think we can have an Old Testament uh, psalm that speaks to this. And you were talking with me about this earlier. Sure. Well, yeah. Well, he, this I, I think that Jesus is quoting psalm 37 11 because it says the meek shall inherit the land right so here's a, a, a direct quotation of psalm 37 11 so i went back and was looking at the context of psalm 37 reading it all and trying to understand it you know why because but the meek shall inherit the land in verse 11 well i i went back and was reading and i think there's a good example of what it means to be meek here um a picture of meekness especially when it means um Control, controlled, right responses to men, right responses to God, mm-hmm. right? So in Psalm 37, in the first line, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. We have two statements there of, of responses to men, mm-hmm. right? Fret not yourself. Be not envious. It says they'll soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. But rather, here's what we should be doing. Trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land, and befriend faithfulness, right? So as opposed to the wrong response, acting out of selfishness or pride or whatever the case, the meek man can cannot fret and not be envious, but can rest and trust in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord, verse 4, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord and trust in him, and he will act. Again, the right response is here. He will bring forth righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself. Again, here's a, 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 what we don't want to do, the negative way. You do have the capacity within you to fret, but there's strength, right? Because of what God has done, you don't have to. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off. But those who, again, here's a positive response. Wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Now, isn't that interesting? Because here in just a second, he's going to go, the meek shall inherit the land. He parallels these things. So here, the meek are those who wait for the Lord, right? As opposed to reacting to man. They in patience and, and trust themselves. You know, like w- Peter says that Jesus gives us an example of this. When he was reviled, he didn't revile in return, but yes. he trusted himself to God who judges justly, yes. right? In just a little while, verse 10, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there, but the meek 
shall inherit the earth. Don't act like the world. Hmm. Trust in me. Right? right. Don't re react to everything that, that's going on. Mm -hmm. you're, you're stronger than that because I'm in you. Mm -hmm. Here, the, the answer is found in me. Right? So you, 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 you read all of this. Well, what's the psalmist promoting? Like I said, he's addressing our relationships to men he, and our reactions and our proper response to God. Here, the admonition here is to trust the sovereign God who will make things right. Mm -hmm. That's the admonition. The man who's not looking to defend himself, he's, he's emptied of pride, no ego. He, he, he's not trying to, to, to accomplish what pride and ego demands, right? Instead, he trusts himself to the Lord to handle it. That's the man who's meek. Right. And probably a, a good example of this is another Old Testament text out of the book of Numbers, verses 1 through 3. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. And they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all the people who were on the face of the earth. So Moses had done nothing to provoke the attack right. from his um, brother and sister, and yet they attacked him, but he didn't have to defend himself. He didn't. He trusted himself to God, and God did defend him, didn't he? Right, he did. And this is what you're seeing and what you're uh, pulling out of uh, Psalm 37 when we think about this idea of blessed or um, happy it's not the best understanding, but content, the, the sense of identity with God, those who are meek. Yeah, and it's the natural step in the sequence, right, of Beatitudes. Yes. You know, first, um, we see ourselves in, in, in truth for who we are as sinners. We, we recognize that the futile efforts that, uh, and, and our... Uh, we're beggarly poor, right? We give ourselves over to that. We understand. We we have a right estimation of our spiritual condition, which leads us, um, which is you know we're, we we we're spiritually poor, which leads us to mourning over our sin, yes. right? If we if we recognize that we're sinners and that sins uh, that sin offends God, the natural step then would be to respond to God and man in a way that's consistent with what we know about ourselves. Mm -hmm. If I'm that, then why do I seek vindication? Mm -hmm. Right? Our defense. Yes. I can trust myself to God because really anything I get in this world, I deserve anyway. Right. Right? So it's the, it's the natural step in this sequence. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have nothing to merit with God. I hate my sin. And I don't have to seek my own way, but I can trust God to vindicate me. Right. Probably the best example of this, you already mentioned Jesus once in the Peter right. text. But what about Philippians 2, 6 through 8? Jesus being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped or right. take advantage of. But rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Yeah. Being in the very nature God, Jesus had to do had the right to do whatever he wanted. Uh, but for our sake, he submitted to death on a cross. Yeah, there's meekness, right? right. He entrusts himself. He he doesn't seek what 
um, which was rightly his. That, that's the that's the confusion for men. It's nothing's rightly ours but wrath, right? And um, and that has been set aside if we're in Christ. But we act as if other things are rightly ours, right? Mm-hmm. That's owed to me, honor, respect, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And um, when it's not given to me. Uh, then I try to demand it or I try to, you know, get it in some other way instead of entrusting God, right, right. To, to deal with my uh, offenses. Right. So what, what's behind this idea of, of the meek inheriting the earth? What is inheriting the earth? Well, ultimately, um, I think that, uh, obviously, I think on all of these, there, there all of these um, consequences, the blessedness, why are the meek blessed? Because... There's a consequence, uh, and that is that they inherit the earth. I think that we see that in its fullness because we're heirs with Christ, right? We're going to rule and reign with him, the Bible says. Mm-hmm. So, our, in fact, uh, there's a real sense in which we do rule and reign with him now. You know, we've been given, um, uh, you know, we the currently, yeah, we've got the Holy Spirit. We currently sit with him in heavenly places and so forth. But um, but I, uh, I think that's really... Um, Probably the key to understanding the inheritance of the earth is the fact is is we um, everything that's Christ's is ours because of His merit, and so um, what do you think? Is, is something broader than that? Well, uh, I think that there's a it, it's two prong. Yeah, like we've talked about before. Um, there's a sense that it is current, and there's a sense in which it is future. Currently, you're right. We are ruling. Uh, you referred to the Ephesians passage where yeah. we're uh, in heavenly places. Yeah. Um, but there is a sense that in the future, we will rule and reign with him um, in a, as co-heirs with Christ. And there will be uh, the new Jerusalem with the new heaven and the new earth. And there will be a sense that we um, are ruling in a and, and there's a an inheritance of what Christ has gained because the rest of the text in Philippians yeah. is that um every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Right. So there there'll be a sense where we are part of that um experience not only bowing and confessing but then putting in a place of rule in the future. Yeah. That's the how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I that's it's hard to, to understand that when we don't see ourselves um, you know, in in any kind of well, it doesn't look like we're ruling anything, right? right. So we think this only has some kind of future uh, reality for us. But the fact is, I think um, if we recognize what Scripture says, there's a reality to it now. But um, we don't know it experientially uh, the way that, um, you know, we don't think about ruling <laughs> because of the way we see our lives going and, right. and everything else. Yeah. But, well, and we think about the, the fact that in our world, um, the hostility toward Christianity is increasing, and we have this tendency, and there's those thoughts out there that we ought to rebel, that we ought to fight back, that we ought to stop this tide of hostility with force, that we should somehow meet force with force. Uh, but Paul reminds us that we uh, should always be meek, uh, taking insult and injury upon ourselves rather than returning evil for evil. I mean, when we, we think about 
that part of what it is to be meek, um, we don't want to act in foolishness or malicious. We don't want to be hateful. Um, we don't want to ever in any way um, malign Christ or the truth uh, by coming back at hostility or persecution with with a force. Um, well, I'm, I'm not talking about protection yeah. necessarily. I'm just talking about well, let's be think, militant. And I think that, you know, because, you know, you watch television or whatever the case may be, and we're taught that vengeance is, um, you know, revenge is, is a good thing or whatever. But the... Um, you know the point I was the thing I was making a point of in Psalm 37 and I think that you made a point of with Moses and so forth is and that we have the ultimate example in in Christ is meekness can be confused with weakness if you don't understand you know it'll it'll appear that you're weak mm-hmm. from a worldly perspective right the world says uh, that if if you get hit you got to hit back we had a president recently who liked to say if you hit me I'll hit you twice as hard right mm-hmm. that kind of thing well, because he didn't want to be perceived as weak, um, the scripture says that um, that w- meekness is is not needing to strike back, even though you you could and you're in the right. You don't need to because you can entrust. You can rightly respond to to man because you're trusting in a sovereign God who vindicates his own and. Um, and never will know injustice. All justice will be meted out. Every bit of justice will be meted out. Right. Either in the unrepentant sinner or in the person of Christ. So nothing doesn't receive justice. So knowing that, we can entrust ourselves. And, and, and who cares if society calls us weak? We know that in, in God's eyes, it, this is meekness. And, and, it, and it comes with a wonderful consequence. Right. Right? Realizing that we were once who we were um, apart from Christ and what the kindness of God has done for us helps us to, to have the basis for that humility, that meekness. Right. So that we might um, live. In fact, one final thought. Uh, in the book of Titus, Paul is writing and... Um, He's telling Titus to remind the church to do this, to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be uncontentious, to be gentle, and to show every consideration for all men. So it seems to me that all of these things mentioned in that list are characteristic of a person who's me. It is, and this is countercultural. Yes, absolutely countercultural. Because what you just uh, said flies in the face of of, of everything we see. Uh, we live in a I mean, I'll use a word coined by society, but a snowflake culture, right? Where you know people melt at the slightest thing. They but the reason is is because they expect to be accommodated at every bend, mm. right? Right. In their th- they don't want to be they don't want to hear anything that doesn't comport with with their way of thinking. Mm. They don't want to be taught anything that you know they this is who they are. Don't say anything that I don't agree with because I mean I'll have a meltdown. But they there's a sense of entitlement right to these people. The meek doesn't rest 
on on what he's entitled to. Right. We actually inherit the earth. This is the this is the the, the contrast, right? Mm-hmm. The earth is mine and everything in it. Mm-hmm. And because it's mine, because of my connection to Christ, I don't have to lord it over everybody. Right. And you can treat me wrongly, and I can entrust myself to to him. But that's why it's countercultural because we're told fight for your right, fight for your space, fight for your deal. And the Christian, rightly understanding, recognizes it's all his already. Right. Doesn't have to fight. Right. Right. Well, amen. Well, let's end the podcast. And and once again, our prayer is that um, God would use this podcast for your spiritual growth, you, the listener. And thank you for listening. And may the Lord continue to. Bless you and grow you in grace and knowledge and fill you with the knowledge of His will and all spiritual wisdom. Thank you, Philip, for the podcast. Amen.